0: I can't believe it. I've never, ever podcasted specifically about Honduras. Although my wife and I have had the privilege of going to the Isle of Rotan in Honduras a few times on cruises. I believe we went there our first time was on a carnival and then we ended up going on a Norwegian. And I think our Disney cruise might have went there as well one time. We have had a blast in Honduras. This place is gold for us. Let me tell you a few reasons why. First of all, you know how you always see those beautiful pictures of the wonderful ocean? It's has the the palm trees, and the color is just magically blue, and you just want to be there. That's maybe your screensaver or just the, the calendar on the wall. You see these pictures? I have never in my life seen a beach the way that I've seen the beaches in Honduras. Like, that is the color. Like, the sand is just that magical brown, and it just feels so amazing, and if you go with the right times and go to the right places, the beaches aren't packed. But I digress a little bit. Let me go back. First of all, in Honduras, what can you do? Well, the question might not be what can we do, but what can't we do? There's just so much. It First of all, scuba diving, that might be of appeal to you. On one of our adventures, we had a a relative that was awesome. He decided to get a private boat, and we all kind of went in. There were six of us, and it ended up being pretty darn affordable. This boat took us out to go fishing, which was excellent in itself, going out and trying to find some of the biggest fish out in the ocean and have a couple private guides. That was awesome. We didn't really catch much. I think we caught the world's tiniest fish or something like that. But what I remember is we also had an opportunity to go scuba diving. Uh, excuse me, um, yes, uh, snorkeling, not scuba. We went snorkeling in this area, and oh my goodness, it was outstanding. Uh, we didn't get, you know, you, you kind of can go as a little bit below the surface, and you can, there was so much, so many different types of fish, different colors, dark blue, yellows, just exotic fish. It w- and it was so peaceful to just be out floating in the ocean. No agenda, just, I wonder what I'll see. And of course, we went out on the bar- on the reef, the large reef that's out there. You have to be very careful. You don't want to destroy it. You have to follow all the rules and such. Make sure that you get the right sunblock, suntan lotion or whatever, so that you're not hurting the ocean and you don't touch the reef because it can hurt the reef. But Oh my goodness. I don't know if I've ever been so tranquil, so relaxed and calm on vacation ever as to be out, uh, out snorkeling and looking at different fish and such. Well, there's also, so you have fishing, you have snorkeling, the ocean itself, like if you just go out on the beach and just relax, that's great. One of the places that we thought was just magical is we went, there's a a special farm. It's an iguana farm, is what they call it, where you get to go see these massive, maybe 50 pound iguanas or so. They climb the trees, they're all over the place. It's pretty crazy, but they also have monkeys where you can see these cute little monkeys out there playing and they'll, they'll interact with you and such. But when you're done with all looking at all those and seeing all these amazing birds and things, parrots, then you get to go. And and this was my favorite part, going on the beach, relaxing, jumping in the water and playing around. We did that. We actually hired a private taxi to take us there and back so that we could get there quicker and enjoy longer time away from our cruise and then to get back on the cruise ship at the right time. We didn't wait for a bus to come pick us up. Buses go slower than cars typically. They don't give you as much time at your, your destinations. And we learned this from someone who did it on our first trip. She told us about how she hired a private taxi. So that's what we did as well on a subsequent trip. Iguanas are amazing. I think that's where I had my first iguana ever that I ate. I don't recommend that to everyone. It's kind of like chicken-ish, a little bit like chicken, but it's not for everyone. We ate at a restaurant this last time we were there about a year or so ago, year and a half ago. And, oh, it's a new restaurant that actually overlooks the cruise ships that come into the harbor. And the gentleman that put it together, I believe is originally from Boston, moved to Honduras and built this restaurant where now they have, I think they were just finishing when we were there, kind of a nature preserve. A lot of different animals that you can go look at after you eat. This restaurant is, you climb several stairs to get up to it, but it overlooks a bunch of the island and the food is amazing. A lot of local cuisine, a lot of local people preparing the food and the drinks there are awesome as well. They had a drink that was just outstanding. It was actually designed, I believe, to be an alcoholic drink. I don't drink alcohol. So I asked them to withhold the alcohol and they gave me what was left, which was basically chocolate and cream. And I was in heaven. It was amazing. So... Honduras. Oh my goodness. Uh they they want you of course most cruise ships if you decide to go on a cruise there they're going to want you to stay within their shops that they have. In other words, you get off the cruise ship, you get to take a little tender or a little boat to the the island and technically you don't really see the island. They have like this enclosed shopping network. And that network basically has the same stores at pretty much every port. They sell these they sell diamonds and they sell purses and different things, but it's a pretty much the same stores and they kind of work a deal with the cruise line that, hey, tell them to come shop here and we'll give you some money back. It's fun, maybe the first time you go on a cruise, but after that, you kind of learn that that's not really... The native people, maybe even some of the things that we've done aren't really that native, if you will. But we get a chance to go out and walk around and see what else is going on. We typically get a local taxi driver or something, and he'll he or she will tell us where the best places are to eat, what else we should do, what we might have overlooked. And typically, we'll we'll tip them very well. We'll learn a lot from them. Uh, I have this, I have some amazing brothers-in-law, sisters-in-laws too. But um, one of them, it seemed like uh, I remember when we went out to eat. He grabbed our taxi driver and said, "Hey, let's pay for you too." And so we all chipped in and, and paid for him, but it was our brother's brother-in-law's idea. We've done that in multiple locations, but that's an awesome opportunity, too. If you get your own taxi driver or Uber driver or whatever, try to book them. Uh, typically, it's still taxi drivers where you're booking them for the day, but you pay them 50 100 bucks, whatever it is, between four, five, six people. They take you out in an air-conditioned minivan or a car, and you're able to go see things. You know, you ask them, hey, what are we missing? What, what's the best places around here? What is a non-tourist destination? Or it's something that we should see that we just haven't thought about. I hope you have an opportunity to go to Honduras. Out of all the the places I've been to in the Western Caribbean, which I've been to a few times, this one is I'm not going to say just the best or whatever. I'm going to say it's super peaceful and so much to do. You can also go zip lining by the way. If you like zip lining, that's also that same place I was telling you about with the monkeys and the iguanas. They typically have zip lining there and and these really cool suspension bridges that you can go over. This is one of the main places that I love going to when we go to Honduras, and I hope you have an opportunity to get there soon. Good luck. Bon voyage.